Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. Phil and I are sitting down. We're going to lay out another week starting with December 30th. So this week's going to be a little bit... No, not December 30th. No, my bad. December 23rd. Yeah, and thus, this week's going to be a little bit funky because we've got the holiday to work around. Uh, I know that our hours are going to be different, so we're not going to list them all out here because we don't want to make that mistake and then have you guys confused. Check out the page for each gym. Um, you'll be able to find hours on the websites and, and in our posts and whatnot there. So pay attention to that rather than us getting it wrong here. Yeah? I don't get things wrong, but that's true. Well, so that one thing. Well, that's not true. Um, so Monday, December 23rd, um, we're going to begin with uh, some strength. It's a little bit different than we've done in the past. It is going to be in 20 minutes. You guys are going to do 10 sets of five sumo deadlift um, you guys are going to be 50 to 70% of your one rep max deadlift. And uh, the goal here is for you guys to work on some, it, it's positioning and it's technique work. We put yeah. a big range of percentages there because... Because uh, we don't expect mm-hmm. everybody to be at the high end, right? Yep. So we want you to start what should be very reasonably light and allow you to understand the movement and work with your coaches on moving better. Uh, before you increase the weight too much. So if you're hanging out at 50 to 60% the whole time, do it. That's totally okay. Uh, we'd rather see you work there and do better reps and understand how to move because of the practice you did than just go heavy because somebody else put big weights on their bar. Uh, 10 sets of five is, is a lot of reps. So keep it in a reasonable range and, and seriously work on moving better. The sumo deadlift's a really funky lift because of how wide the knees go and how the hip sets up and the back angle changes. So be patient with it and try to learn from it rather than just blow through it. Absolutely. Um, it will help us with our deadlifting in general because it's, a, it's another position to pull in and to use our posterior chain to do the majority of the moving. Um, but it's not quite a deadlift, so don't act like it is. Don't act like you're just going to pull the same weights, no problem. Treat it like a different lift and, and work with your coaches to understand it. Yeah, but it's also a lot more of a glute-driven lift from what I understand. Yeah, it's more squatty. I, yeah. I don't know about glute-driven because I, I see a lot of glutes driving the extension in a deadlift. I think But it's, I would say it's got more quad involvement because in this, of the starting position. Yeah, but in the starting position, because you have to get the knees so wide, it requires so much more out of the glutes in order to get the knees to track out over the toes. Is it the glutes doing that? Yeah, it's the glutes that help externally rotate the hip. Mm. I think it's actually the small muscles around. It's no. it's part of the butt complex, but it's it's the little guys like the piriformis whatnot. But we'll let, take this to Google then. We, <laughs> we don't need to get caught up in those details. <clears throat> Regardless, it's a little bit of a funky deadlift. Do it well. Don't just do it heavy. Yeah. Um, following that, our workout's going to be four rounds for time with a 10-minute cap. It is two rope climbs and 10 overhead squats. These overhead squats are written at 50% of your one rep max, so it should be a weight that you guys can hold on to 10. I'd like to see 10. It's only four rounds, so for you guys to do these unbroken would be um, 
That's I mean, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, I'd it's say, really meant to be an unbroken push, not an easy unbroken yeah. push. It should be something that you you have to respect that barbell a little bit. Maybe you need a ten second break and a little chalk before you pick it up. But once you pick it up, you've made a commitment, and you need to see it through. Absolutely. Um, and then the two rope climbs, for that, it's just try to be consistent. Try to go back to the ground, take a quick rest, shake out the arms, and then go right back up. Uh, if this is a lot of rope climbs for you, I would say I'd rather see you guys scale reps, maybe do one around. Yeah. Um, if you guys are still working on that one rope climb, if one takes you you know, 30 seconds to get to that top, mm-hmm. um, do one around. Just cut it back. That way you guys can still get the climb in. You guys still get to the overhead squats, and we don't totally lose the stimulus. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about knocking down to one rep and mm-hmm. still working that high-level skill because doing four reps really well is a great way to get better at rope climbs. But doing eight super sloppy ones won't necessarily help you out and can be really demoralizing. So work on being better, not just not just completing the workout the way we wrote it. Yeah, and the cap's there because uh, the intention for this one is to we, go. Got to go. Yeah, we want you to come in under it. So do not push your way to the cap. Everyone's goal should be how much can I come in under that cap? Um, really try to move this one. Yeah, I I think that's... I think that's enough time. That oh, absolutely. Everybody should be finishing what, two and a half minute rounds. So I mean that you have to stay under a two and a half minute round. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, a, a minute for rope climbing, a minute for overhead squatting. I think that's being pretty generous. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. If you need to scale it, please scale it. Work hard, go fast, and get done under ten minutes. Yep. Then Tuesday, Tuesday we're knocking out our uh, our Christmas Eve workout. We call it Twelve Gifts of Christmas. Um, fit, fit, or, sorry, 12 Gifts of Fitness. Yes, okay. I apologize. Your mistake, no problem. I, I reworked this one last year, uh, changed up what we'd been doing for years, at least up at CLE, and so now it, it flows a little bit differently. Kind of changed the barbell pattern up, but the way it goes is you start the workout off with one clean for the first day of the uh, 12 Days of Christmas song. Then on the second day, you do two alternating lunges, and then you repeat the one clean. And then the third day, you have to do three shoulder to overhead, two alternating lunges, and then repeat that one clean. And we just keep adding on movements. So the fourth day is over, or is a front squat. Fifth day is a power clean. Then we're going to move off our barbell and start going over it because we're doing six lateral burpees. Uh, then seven wall ball shots, eight toes to bar, nine handstand push-ups, ten chest to bar, eleven box overs, and then finally twelve muscle ups. Um, 12 muscle ups, you'll only have to do once. So there's really only 12 of those in the whole workout, but they all are in that last round. If you don't have a muscle up, then we need to scale this back. Um, what we're going to do for scaling, we're going to give you a choice. You can either do 24 knees to elbows, or you can do 24 dips. Or you can mix the two and do 12 dips, 12 knees to elbows. Um, any combination of that will go. If you can do some muscle ups, some mm. ma- muscle ups. Mm. If you can do some muscle ups on the 12th day of Christmas, then do some tw- do some muscle ups. Maybe not 12. Maybe six is a more reasonable number for you because you're still doing just one at a time. Uh, but if you can get through that that number and it's not unreasonable and it won't take you more than a couple minutes then you should do all 12. Oh, absolutely. I think, I don't know if it's a good idea, but I feel like it'd be fun to watch. I wonder if anyone can do the barbell unbroken. Mm-hmm. Someone try. 
Someone give it a shot. Everyone, actually, everyone give it a shot. It'd be kind of fun. I don't know if it's going to set so you up my, to go well. Well, my view is that you actually kind of should, you should set yourself up to have a good chance to do the barbell unbroken. I kind of built the front end of this one to, to, to be a little bit of a, a carrot that's hanging out in front of you, hoping that you chase it. So what we mean by that is going all the way up and through day five without setting the barbell down. One continuous, not complex, but one continuous going from one movement to the next Yeah, through the days. Honestly, I'm that one's pretty daunting to do the first five days as an unbroken stretch. My, But you could do it, right? I've done it. I did it last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think oh, I'd have to look it up, but I, I think I scaled it up to 135. Uh, anyway. Oh, dang. What I intended for it to be is every time you come back down through it. So let's say you just did your six lateral burpees because you're on day six. Then you're going to pick up your bar and do five power cleans, and you're going to hold on to it and go right into four front squats and then continue to shoulder to overhead. So each round where you get to go through the bar, you should try to pick it up and keep it unbroken all the way through that round until you drop it after one clean, and then now you're going to go do your seven wall ball shots. Um, if you have to take a couple drops in the first five rounds, I think that's more okay. Um, it, it is doable, or it could be doable if you choose weights that allow it. It's going to hurt. But more importantly, every time you begin working the barbell, once you get past round five, you should try to stay committed to working the barbell all the way through. Does that make sense? I understand. I'd still like to see someone see if they could get up to day five without saying well, you down. can. <laughs> you can. It just it just hurts and it takes a while. And you I don't have know. to you have to be patient. You have to be willing to pause here and there because you don't want to try to go fast that whole way. You're going to blow up your grip and your lungs. You want to you want to kind of keep it steady if you're going to take that take that risk. I'm going to give it a shot. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm going to use an empty barbell though, with weights added to it. Good call. Good call. Chow. All right. Wednesday? Wednesday, uh, yeah. Well, so, Wednesday, Cadre's closed. Yeah, Wednesday is, um, I believe that's what we call Christmas. Yes, it is. And so, Cadre will be closed, but CLE, from my understanding... We're going to have two classes. Um, so, that, we're going to have 8 and 9 a.m. I, I know that. Uh, so, I can tell you that for sure. 8 mm. and 9 a.m. will mm. be our classes. So, Cadre mm. people, if you really want to get a wad in, uh, specifically this wad, feel free to come up to CLE and join us for the day. You're more than welcome. What we're going to be doing, we're going to do some strength work. Um, in 20 minutes, you've got 10 sets of two touch-and-go snatches. We're working up to a heavy double. So start reasonably light so that you can work on technique. Um, just a quick tap and pull off the floor. You are catching it in a full squat, so it is a complicated movement. And, uh, yeah, start light and work up. Right, You've got 20 minutes to do... 10 sets of two. So every two minutes, you should be picking up your bar for your next set, give or, give or take. Um, with that, we want you to end up as heavy as you're confident and comfortable for the day. If it's not if it's not right up there in the, the highest percentiles, I think that's okay. We just want to lift some heavy stuff and work on, work on a difficult movement in the snatch, right? Yeah, I totally agree with you, Phil. Uh, then, our workout's going to be four rounds. We have... A minute and 30 second max calorie biker, a minute and 30 seconds max JC sit-ups, and then a minute and 30 seconds of rest. All right, so you guys are going to be running, this is what, four and a half minute rounds? Um, and you guys do get that minute 30 rest after. Since it is going to be the bike followed by the JHD, um, I know that at CLE you guys have 
three bikes? Four bikes? Uh, four. We've got four bikes and then an assault bike. Okay. So I think everyone will get to go in this order, correct? Everyone will get to go bike, GHD, um, rest? Yeah, we should. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think beware of the quad burn. Yeah. I know when it's you guys... when you're to be quaddy. When you're doing a proper GHD and you guys are kind of snapping your way up to the top um, and you're not just trying to... Uh, keep your leg bent and ab your way to the top, but you're using your hip flexors to kind of extend your legs and snap up. Um, that is going to be very quaddy. Uh, the bike into the GHD is, I remember Cam and I did a workout not too long ago, and it exposed my quads big time. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure that you guys are staying snappy on those GHDs. little word of caution to you on this one. Um, that many GHDs, it, well, it depends on how hard you go, but that time frame of GHDs is, is an opportunity to do quite a few reps. So that might not be for everybody. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't feel safe on a GHD going fast for a minute and a half, then, then don't do it. Do an ab mat setup or a V up instead. We're all about scaling to stay safe and be effective with our training. Um, some people are very smooth and effective on a GHD and this will be a good challenge for them. Regardless of how you do it, if you're spending six minutes, which we are in the four rounds, uh, working on, on high intensity sit-ups pretty much you're going to be sore your abs are going to be lit up for a little bit after this one so anticipate that yeah what do you feel like uh do you enjoy a scale being the weighted sit-up a weighted reach behind touch um, a med ball over the head and sit up i'm not too crazy about it because it takes too long to be too intense just the cycle of moving the ball doesn't allow you to really fly through reps in the manner that'll that'll cook the abs the same what if you anchored the feet with dumbbells then that would allow you to go faster it would allow you to pull with your hip flexors more would that be a a decent um not scale but a decent uh well, i mean it's, substitute yeah it's not wrong okay you can totally do it it's just different than doing a setup with unweighted feet and fast right right, right? they both are gonna hit the same muscles and then some other muscles slightly differently but yeah that it's hard work and it's sit-ups you're gonna get sore True. Um, on to Thursday. Thursday, we are only going to have a wad this day. Um, we're going to do a benchmark. It is one of my least favorites. Aww. So I'm sure Phil loves it because yeah. of that. And it is fight gone bad. Yeah. So it is three rounds, and each round you guys are trying to accumulate as many reps as you can. And by the end of it, you have a total rep score. Um, so it's a minute of wall ball shots immediately into a minute of sumo deadlift high pool. And this is with a lighter barbell, 75 pounds for guys, 55 for gals. A minute of box hops, and this is going to be a 20-inch box. So everyone's jumping on that 20-inch box. A minute of push press with that barbell. A minute calorie row, and then you get your minute of rest. Um, in at Just as far as you guys thinking about this one, I know record your reps in the minute of rest. I think if you guys would like to have an accurate fight on bad score, and it's actually a very beneficial thing to have, um, make sure that you guys are recording what you guys got at the end of the round in that rest real quick. A minute's not a lot of time, especially when you're resting. It feels like it's 10 seconds. But really quickly, just jot it down on the whiteboard. Um, use your phone, whatever you guys do. Uh, that way you guys just, you, you know, you know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's definitely important to write down, but I strongly encourage you not to try to write down the number of wall ball shots you just did after doing the wall ball shots because no. you're going to lose 10 seconds that Don't. you should have been using doing sumo deadlift high pulls. See, way too many people hop in on that and, and try to try to 
record when they should be working. Use that minute of rest. Write down either each individual number you did, if you're capable of remembering that. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I do each round, so I know specifically that last time I dropped the ball on my wall ball shots. Pun intended. And I need to make sure that I don't. I need to make sure I push those wall balls harder because I can do two more reps. And in three rounds, that's a six that's a six rep increase on my total. Yeah. Um, but you don't know that unless you did re some recording, but do it at the end of the round. Absolutely. Um, I love that workout. I hate it. It's one of my least favorite ones of all time. Do you know what your best score is? Uh, my best score is 464. Ah, that's a lie, because I see right here that it says online, Chris Spieler has the best score oh. of, oh no, Pat Pat Barber took the top score, mm -hmm. and when was this, 2009? 2009. <laughs> there were probably some suspect reps. I wonder there. what the... I wonder yeah. what the current fight gone bad score is. Four, four, four sixty four is uh, it, it's it's not undoable, but man, it's it's very 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 high. I do believe I have. It's a very high score. I do believe I have broken four. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. All right. What's your what's your top score? Ah, that's not too important. No, you can say it. I'll tell you after. No, you can say it now. All right. So, on to Friday, the twenty seventh when we're going to pick up with some front squats again. Um, we're going to knock out five sets of seven reps at a little bit lighter percentages than we've been seeing, 60 to 70% of your one rep max. Um, so this should, be, this should be an opportunity to get a little bit more time in under a barbell, but not quite such a heavy bar. Right, doing a set of seven is... It's a lot of reps. You got to stand there for a little bit. You're going you're gonna to breathe a lot just because of how much time and work you're doing with with some relatively heavy weight um, sevens for me are a great time to work on position because you have multiple reps to try to fix little things that you did wrong uh, again 60 to 70 percent I'm totally okay with people staying on the lighter end of that range if it means that you're able to focus in on doing a better rep for the sake of becoming a better athlete yeah we always talk about it right but positioning is just so key when we get under heavy weights um, so just make sure you guys, I mean, even if you try to pick one thing every day, you know, if you guys know that there's something that you're not great at, I know for me holding a full grip on a front squat can be difficult. Yeah. And I have the mobility, it's all mental, I'm just lazy. Um, so every time I get under a barbell, I have to kind of pick, you know, today I'm going to focus on holding a front, uh, a full grip the whole time. Um, so try to pick something and try to execute that. And over the course of, what, 35 reps, I think you guys will see... Um, large benefit from it. I think you guys will start to see a lot of uh, a lot of growth in that area. Um, following that, our workout is going to be um, Elizabeth, but it is power Elizabeth. So Elizabeth normally has a clean in it. This time we are going to do it with a power clean. It is 21.15.9, power clean and ring dip. It's written at 135.95. Um, the fact that it's a power clean changes everything, really. Uh, Elizabeth without the power clean, when you guys are catching a full squat, is very much it's a, a single, sometimes a, a singles, a quick singles workout. Oh yeah, um, and it is just, I mean, <laughs> oh, it's absolutely brutal. Um, and you might you might do some quick singles and power Elizabeth too, and that can yeah. be fine. You can do real quick power clean singles, but but the reality is this is just not going to be so detrimental on the legs. True. And Elizabeth is just murder on the quads if you're being aggressive with those cleans. And I think that being said though, it will it will be a little different on the ring dip. This is going to kind of push Elizabeth more into the ring dip realm. Yeah. Um, where we're not 
we're not going so hard on the cleans that we're blowing up our legs so badly that we want to do more ring dips. This one might be one where you guys are on the ring dips and it's a little bit quicker on the ring dips and you guys are gonna end up wanting to go back to the power cleans. Um, I would say my suggestion for this one is uh, on ring dips, I think quick small sets is not a terrible idea. I um, think it's the best choice for almost yeah. everybody. Um, it, it's you have to you have to really be confident in your pressing ability absolutely uh and and probably have a dang good kip if you want to try to string together all the reps in elizabeth on those rings uh so for most people doing a quick seven 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 could work great for the 21s or something like that um your power cleans are going to go faster like jamichael said so you're not going to get that much rest from the dips. So you need to yeah. be a little bit cautious with those, maybe a little bit more cautious than you are when we do a standard Elizabeth. Uh, for me personally, I, I typically try to do all the dips unbroken in Elizabeth, but it just takes me a lot longer to do 21 cleans and then 15 cleans than it did power cleans. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to probably break it from the get-go just to try to preserve and maybe try to do my nine unbroken when I get there. Um if I'm not too burnt off on those dips. Yeah, and truth be told, the resting position in the dip, just standing next to the rings, um, is not far off from the beginning position of the dip. Yeah, don't walk away, though. Just keep yeah. your hands on them, step back. If you need to, just shake your shoulders once and then grab them again and hop back up to that support position. But you, you gotta, you, if you're doing quick singles or quick small sets, you really have to stay close to your equipment. Mm -hmm. I'd see even, I mean, 21, I'm probably thinking for myself, I'm probably gonna do a six and then fives. And it's going to be a very quick rest, but I think what I'll save in my shoulders will pay off in the 15 and the 9. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get to the point where, and I've been here so many times, well, where I'm doing the 15. I'm doing singles, right? And you're doing one dip, max press, and then you're <laughs> stepping back, and you're like, your eyes are bloodshot at the end of the workout. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really fun one. Uh, I think it's going to be much faster than a normal Elizabeth is. Have you ever I'd done say, Power Elizabeth? Uh... No, I have not. I've never it's done been a Elizabeth. long time. Last time I did it, I think, was like 2013 or 14. And at the time, I know there was about a two-minute difference between them. Power Elizabeth, I did almost two minutes faster than Standard Elizabeth. So Power Elizabeth took you about 17 minutes. Standard took you about 19. You nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Sounds about right. All right. Well, then, one more day for the week. Saturday? Oh, yes. Yeah, Saturday. Teams of three. Um, it is going to be teams of three, but here's how it works. Two athletes are going to be working, and one athlete is always going to be on a rower, and you are working for max calories on that rower because at the end of the workout, every calorie that you get is going to be minus one second off of your total time. Yeah. Okay, so two so, athletes work, one rests. Or not not one rest, one yeah, it's rows. It's a little, little confusing here. So two athletes work on the round while one athlete rows. Yeah. So Jamichael and I are working on... 30 dumbbell snatches, 20 toes to bar, and then 10 deck squats. Um, a deck squat, if any of you guys watched the Dubai games uh, that just uh, happened. The Dubai CrossFit Championship, we don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're totally going to sue us. Hey, you don't, you never know who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> Dave Castro might be on here. I don't think he's going to sue us. Anyway. Rich Froning might be on here. Froning might sue us. I doubt it, though. He's a good dude. Um, he's one of the good dudes. Literally, they've got a thing. I can't think of anyone else that was there, to be honest. So good dudes. Uh, anyway, this is so much nonsense. The Dubai CrossFit Championship. The Dubai CrossFit Championship. They programmed a thing called a deck squat, which is basically a weighted candlestick roll. 
And the candlestick roll is where we squat down, lay on our back, and kind of uh, push our feet up into the air and put ourselves in this big vertical hollow where we're upside down. And then we roll back through our lower back and, and build momentum as we tuck our legs back into our body and create a ball out of ourselves, and we roll up onto our feet. Well, we're gonna do that with a plate in our hands, and as we lay back onto our back and point our toes up in the air, we're just gonna tap the plate on the floor behind us, and then as we sit forward and, and roll out of it, we have that little bit of weight to push forward and help us to kind of pull our way up and off the floor and back into a squat. Sounds easy. It's it's not that hard. It's just <clears throat> different. It's a different kind of moving. Uh, it's a it's a different style of motion, and it definitely takes a while to do a rep. So the way this works, John Michael and I are going to complete that round of 30, 20, and then 10. While we do that, our partner, who's our partner? Um, our partner is Jason Kalipa. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to row a lot of calories, so that's good. Hopefully he rows over 60. That way we have a negative <laughs> score. <laughs> well, unfortunately, after we complete that one round, we need to switch Jason off the rower, and either you or I are going to jump on the rower. We'll put our strongest athlete on the rower, so I'll go on the rower. Good, you row. This next round, Jason and I are doing the reps, the 30-20-10, while John Michael rows calories. Then the third round... I'm going to be on the rower That's while John, Michael, and Jason perform the 30, 20, and 10. We've got nine rounds to complete as a team. According to my math, that's three times on the rower. It's three times on the rower. You're just going to stay in a cycle where you work the round once, you work the round a second time, you row once. Right? Two cycles on a round, so two rounds you go through, and then one cycle on the rower. Three times through. So it's something a little different. Um, you got to communicate a little bit with the partner that you're working with, and then when you get on that rower, that's that's kind of it, it's not rest for sure, but it's it's also not time to just completely destroy it because you got to get off that rower and be effective at working on the next round with your partner. But you also have to get as many calories to take a second off each time. Hey, it's a it's, it's a, a double-edged sword. It is. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. My suggestion is just sprint as hard as you can out the gate on everything. That's a suggestion. I think it's a good one. All right. On that note, we hope you guys enjoy this week of programming. Hopefully the holiday treats you well, and uh, we can get into the gym somewhat often. Remember, again, uh, even though CrossFit Cadre is going to be closed on Christmas Day itself, up at CLE we will have 8 and 9 a.m. classes, so you are welcome to make the trip up and join us for some fitness. Now is when we say Merry Christmas to them. Happy Merry holidays. Uh, we could sing the 12 days of Christmas song. We, we, let's, is there a 12 holidays of holidayness why song? Do you, why do you say holidays and not Christmas? Because some people don't like Christmas, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't have anything for that. That's okay. We'll see you guys in the gyms.